Hi, and welcome to... Yeah, that can't be good! The Wonderfalls Edition, with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, that can't be good. It's a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDb credits and quick cap for Wonderfalls Season 1, Episode 5, Crime Dog. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Krista Vernoff and directed by Alan Croker. Original air date July 23rd, 2004. This episode aired in Canada. And now for the quick cap. Jay and Aaron cross the border to bring the family maid, Yvette, back to the U.S. Yvette has been deported back to Canada as she was in the U.S. illegally. Aaron, worried about Jay speaking to the cow creamer, brings the cow along on the rescue mission. The cow tells Jay to bring her home, which she first believes that she must bring Yvette back to the Tyler's home in the U.S., but after the cow directs her to turn right on red and they wind up in Yvette's parents' yard, Jay is convinced that the cow wanted them to bring Yvette back to her family. They learn that Yvette's name is actually Cindy. She ran away from home when she was 16. Jay, seeing the surface similarities to her and her own family, is angry when Cindy's family basically rejects Cindy and tries to gaslight her into thinking that their relationship was all her fault and that they did not even look for her when she ran away. Jay does not understand why the cow would make her bring Cindy home if this was going to be the outcome. The cow again tells Jay to bring Cindy home, but this time she knows it means to bring her back to the U.S. and to the Tyler's home. Aaron and Jay are caught bringing Cindy over the border. They are arrested and interrogated by the border guards. Jay's father is able to pull some strings with his political golf mates, and the three of them, Cindy included, are released. Jay learns that her family is not as similar to Cindy's as they all show up to help her. Her father betrayed his principles to have them released, unlike Cindy's parents, who were the ones who reported them. Just a reminder, dental work, not drunk. So we're back with season one, episode five, Crime Dog. So I finally got a new mic, so we'll hope this sounds a little better. So this is the first of the unaired episodes, although there are air dates listed on IMDb for all of the episodes but I think I read somewhere that they were all eventually aired in Canada. This wasn't even on. This didn't even air. This one didn't air. And this, so far, this was my favorite one. So we're just going to say this is the first unaired episode in the United States. So what did you think about this one? I thought it was okay. Just okay? Why, why was this one your favorite? I like the way they jump back and forth in time. I like I that. I don't like that. You don't? No. Well, funny, and I have it in my notes at the end, but I was watching the commentary, and they were saying that the network hated that, that they jumped back and forth, and they had to make changes, small little changes. The network didn't even want to air this episode, so they had to go back and make changes, so it was easier to understand for the people watching. Yeah. And then they went and made all these changes, and they canceled the series anyway, so this one never aired. I liked how they went back and forth. I liked yeah. that Jay and Aaron bonded, even though he was the one who always called her disturbed. Like, they're bonding, and he's going to keep her secret. And he's figured out what her secret is, sort as much as he could, and he's going to keep it. And I also liked seeing that Cindy was sort of in the same position, family-wise, as Jay. 
as yeah. Jay thinks she is. But she later realizes that her family, although judgmental, is there for her. And her father is actually the one who got all of them out of trouble at the end. Right. So I liked it. The only thing I thought was weird is that it's titled Crime Dog, and it's mostly the cow doing all the talking. Yeah, I didn't get... I, I mean, was the first time that she actually... It seemed like she was having a conversation with the dog. I think if this was the first time. I think so, because I wrote that down too. Yeah, the difference here was she was having a whole conversation with the crime dog. Yeah. But it didn't seem like the crime dog was telling her to do anything. It seemed like the cow was the one telling her to do everything. Yeah. Right? And I do think there is an episode about the cow later on. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just remembering this episode. So it starts off again with the cow. Well, we see her have the conversation with the crime dog while she's in interrogation, but we don't know what's going on yet. But the cow is the one that makes Jay stay at her parents to have the pancake. And she stays. Erin notices that she's talking to the creamer. Yeah. And we find out that Tyler's have a maid who we've never seen before, Yvette. And making Jay the pancake keeps her there long enough for the BCIS, which isn't called that anymore, to come and pick Yvette up as she's an illegal from Canada. And I just, I'm sorry, I just find that funny. I just find it weird that somebody would be an illegal from Canada in the United States. Yeah. Why? I guess that was years ago, so it wasn't like... Yes, it wasn't like it is. (laughs) Apparently, the mother knew this all along, which is why Sharon was frantic to get into the house and talk to her mother. Aaron is really worried about Jay, so much so that he goes to the store with the cow to confront her about what's going on. And the cow again tells her to bring her home. Oh, this is the first time the cow told her to bring her home, right? Yes, because the first time the cow mentioned about the pancakes or something. So the cow tells her to bring her home. Aaron thinks that Sharon is the one that got Yvette deported. And then we flash to an interview with Sharon on the news, which does actually sound like she had something to do with it. Yeah. Again, like the whole flashback and stuff for me, like it's hard to concentrate. And I lose like, not that I lose interest, but I, I don't know. It's hard for me to pick out like what's important. I could understand how it would be hard to follow, but I just liked it. I guess I really had one big issue with the episode, and I don't know, maybe I'll wait until later. Oh, okay. So Aaron and Jay meet with Sharon at the restaurant to talk about Yvette. And Sharon actually blames Jay for what happened because she had to have that pancake. She didn't know Yvette was illegal until that morning, and she was trying to get there before the INS or whatever they call themselves to bring her to turn herself in so they wouldn't come and grab her. And then Eric comes over to the table to tell Sharon what a horrible person she is because he saw her on the news. I thought it was so funny when Jay figures out that it was her fault for holding her up with the pancake. Yeah. And she says, stupid cow, talking about the cow. Yeah, she thought, she, yeah, the sister was right. I forgot what she said. It was funny. And she thought she was talking about her. Right. <laughs> okay, we also find out that Yvette failed the citizenship test three times. and Mrs. Three times, yeah. Yeah, and Mrs. Tyler just told her family that she had attended Yvette's citizenship ceremony. So, Mr. Tyler's pretty upset with his wife, but he seems a little too upset about what the politicians he plays golf with will think. He was upset, they broke the law, blah, 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 but it was almost like his wife appearances. I don't know, I think they wanted to make us think that that's his issue. Yeah, I think you're right, because later on it's not. But I absolutely think you're right. Yeah. At this point, I was like, oh, my God, he's acting just like his wife. Yeah, no, I think he was, like, genuinely upset. I think he really liked her. 
Right, but the mother is such a master manipulator. When she sends Sharon in to talk to her father because she says she's his favorite. Yeah. And then says to Jay and Aaron they have no favorites. She knew that Sharon would just jump to go in and talk to him if she thought she was his favorite. Right. And the mother just plays them. But she does give Jay and Aaron all of her cash to go over the border and meet the bus that Yvette is on. And in the car, Aaron and Jay have time to talk. But Aaron doesn't get anywhere with Jay. He knows something's wrong. He's trying to tell her that he's not being like their parents and intruding. He's concerned about her. And then he brings out the cow. So they cut in and out of them being interrogated. And the woman interrogating Jay was hilarious, I thought. The uh, border person. Yeah, she was. she was hilarious. So at the bus station, Jay and Aaron find a vet pretty quickly. But she won't go back with them, so they decide to drive her to a hotel. When the cow tells Jay again to bring her home, and Aaron notices that Jay's responding to the creamer. Yeah. The cow makes Jay go right on red, and they end up going the wrong way down a one-way road and crash into a flower bed in someone's yard. The house belongs to Yvette's parents. And then we find out Yvette's name is really Cindy and she's not French-Canadian. Yes. Jay's kind of shocked, you know, when she figures out this is what bring her home meant. Yeah. But her parents are like pieces of work and the father wants the damage to his flower bed paid for. I thought that was funny when she said that if they can afford to pay a housekeeper, they can afford to pay for the damages as their housekeeper was pouring tea or coffee. Right, I know. But we do find out that Cindy named herself after her own maid, Yvette, Mm. who still works for her parents. Cindy, as she's talking to her parents, compares how Jay and Eric came looking for her like just hours after she was gone. And her parents never even did, even though she was local for about four months after she ran away. And Jay can't believe her parents don't even try to make it better. I mean, they don't even say anything. And she gets upset because she doesn't understand why the Kyle brought her there if she was going to be pretty much rejected or if this is the way it was going to work out. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. 
So then Jay locks herself in the car and yells at the cow. Aaron's really concerned trying to get her to open the door and Jay's screaming at the cow. But he does defend her when Cindy's father wants to know what's wrong with her. But he defends her not out of embarrassment like her mother might do. He defends her because she's his sister and he cares about her. And then finally the cow says, again, bring her home. Then we get a scene of Jay watching them all yelling at each other. And we see a punch thrown, and we're meant to think Aaron punched the father. It turned out to be Jay, who explains to the interrogator that nobody screws with their family. And she says nobody was as shocked as she was that that came out of her mouth. So they decide to take Cindy home to America. I did love that the maid came out to give Cindy food for the trip, and she was able to tell her the word that she won the spelling bee with where her parents weren't. Right, yeah. So obviously they get caught bringing Cindy back into the country, and Sharon walks out of the fog like the smoking man on the X-Files, which was pretty funny. That's what it looked like to me before, I think Jay says it in the next scene, but as she's walking out of the fog with the cigarette, I was like, okay, that's the X-Files. They did that on purpose. Do you know who the smoking guy is? I never watched the X-Files. I can almost imagine that everybody knows who the smoking guy is, even if they didn't watch the X-Files, but I guess not. Nope, not me. So Erin still thinks that Sharon's behind everything. And again, it looks like Sharon's behind everything. But she tells Jay that she didn't tip off anyone, but she tagged her name so she'd know if anything happened, she can get there quickly to help. And she says she did it because she's their sister. She tells Jay how much trouble she's in, and she doesn't think she can get get her out of it. But then Jay's father made some calls and pulled in favors to get Jay and, and Cindy released. What was it you wanted to... Okay, so that's all fine. Like, everything was good. I'm, I'm glad the father, like, he... I didn't like him in the first episode, but I'm really starting to like him. Every episode I watch, he's, like, he's getting better and better. He seems more like a, just a very genuine type person. So that that's, that's all fine. The episode was fine. It was okay. But why did she continue to talk in that accent after they found out that she wasn't French Canadian when they find out who she really was that really bothered me I noticed that too at the end because she was talking in her regular voice but I think there was the scene when her and Jay were sitting in the cell and Jay says I miss a vet and she started using her French accent again so I'm wondering if that's what that was all about I don't I don't know that's my only guess I just thought that was weird gig is up everyone knows right and the only thing i could think of is that like jay said in the cell i miss yvette and so in the cell she started using her accent again yeah so i don't know if that was a carryover from that i have no idea i don't know if they just edited it wrong and maybe that wasn't the way it was supposed to look i don't know was that the thing that you didn't like that was my big bother So I think the cow's message to bring her home really meant that Cindy needed to go home, which she does say, and see that she was right to leave and that her home is with the Tylers. But as much as her family mirrored Jay's in a way, Jay got to see how different they actually are. Yes, Cindy probably had a big hand in raising Jay and Aaron and Sharon, but not in the same way that Yvette probably did raise Cindy. Yeah. And Jay's family all showed up for her at the end and solved the problem. Jay's family is intrusive, but not uncaring like Cindy's family. Right. But I especially like that Aaron sort of figured out what was going on with Jay. I mean, not 100%, as Jay doesn't even know what's going on with her. But it's clear that he's going to be, be an ally, just from the simple fact that he broke the cow's head off the creamer. Which is kind of dark, right? Well, I think he did it so he wouldn't talk to her anymore. Yeah, but I mean, he, like the cow was alive. Not to him. Not to him, no. But, I mean, if you think it's talking to somebody else, like, do you really just go snap its head off? It's kind of (laughs) weird. I don't know. 
Okay, so our opinions differ on this one, but I really loved this episode. It was a shame it never got aired. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I've never enjoyed shows that do too much back and forth. Most of the time, like, I'm, I'm watching these, and it's kind of like it's on, and it's in the background, and I can kind of do something else and still listen to the story. And then when I go back and, like, actually start watching it, I want more of, like, a linear episode where it's, like, all of a sudden they're back in time, and I didn't catch that they went back in time. It's just a personal thing. Your complaint is that you want to be able to watch a show without watching it. Correct. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. So, anything else about this one? No, again, like, I'm curious as to why she was having more of a conversation with the dog than she's had with any other object before. It didn't, like, advance the story. No, it didn't give her any instructions or anything. It was all the cow. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I was curious. Because having the whole conversation, like we've said in the last few episodes, if the dilemma is, are you losing your mind? Is it God telling you to do things? Is it the devil telling you to do things? I mean, the one-line instructions don't feel like you're losing your mind as much. Yeah. But now you're having a whole conversation. And there's no instructions. So it's not following the same pattern. Yeah. It's almost like whatever the problem is, is getting worse. Now I would assume that I'm crazy. Whereas before, it's like, okay, this must be, this must mean something if I'm getting instruction. Well, not really. I mean, son of Sam said a dog told him to kill people. It's like if you're having a full-blown conversation with an inanimate object. Yeah. Like I said, I don't remember, so I don't know if we ever see that again, but I wrote that down immediately because I was like, this is a whole conversation and they're not telling her to do anything and what is this about? I would definitely think she was losing her mind at that point. Yeah. All right. So if you don't have anything else on this one? Um, no. Okay. We'll be back shortly for episode six. Again, we might not be here every week, but we will be back. See you later. Bye. Come back next time for season one, episode six. Muffin, buff up low. Goodbye now! Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon. Bye.